The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Cutting the sacred cow. New episode now. Hey, gang. How are you? Whoa, boy. Oh, Nelly, as Keith Jackson used to say. Google that for all of you non-football fans. It's time for a brand new episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow. And wowie zowie, this one may upset a lot of people because Hal Rudnick has come on in his maiden appearance to do a Scorsese film that a lot of you are going to argue is one of his tops, and that is The Departed. That's right. Not a fan, but before we get to it, guttingthesacredcow.com every single day for more blog articles, for Everything that you could ever imagine from us. Our merch store, still wide open for business. Come on, buy a hat, buy a t-shirt, you know, help a couple brothers out. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're getting close to getting monetized. So just go click subscribe. And then if you want to, unfollow notifications. That's all we need. Just be subscribed. We don't care. And if you want to advertise with us, well, by all means, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com is a place to be. Without any further delay, it's time for Hal Rudnick to rope his sleeves and try and take down the Depadden. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. What's the score? Nothing, nothing. Who's winning? The Bears. Kevin Israel, name that film. No idea. God damn it. I know Hal Rudnick, our guest, with a big smile on his face. He knows the answer to that. Hal Rudnick for the steal, it is? The Departed? No! <laughs> it is. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, um, Groundhog Day? No. no. Oh, Oh, uh, what's the score? Nothing, nothing. Who's winning? Oh, Ferris Bueller. Bingo. Woo! I was going to say, that's an easy one. Yes. 
Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, back with another edition of Gutting the Sacred Cow. You know it, you love it. Thank all of our fans. You guys and girls are the tits. We appreciate all of your love, sharing, five-star ratings, and two-sentence reviews on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Thank you so much. Today, our guest, Hal Rudnick. Hal, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on to the show. Great to be here. You know, uh, it's, it's a daunting uh, task to take down uh, a sacred cow, some, a, a golden idol held aloft. But, uh, you know, fuck it. Let's, uh, let, let's, take the, let's take her down. That's the attitude we like, Hal. And Hal, before we get into it, tell the fine folks what you're up to, where we can find you, any cool things you might be working on. Absolutely. Um, well, you can uh, find me on uh, the socials at Hal Rudnick, H-A-L-R-U-D-N-I-C-K. Just uh, um, doing some comedy, talking shit, talking movies, etc. on Twitter and Instagram. And then also, uh, please, I'd, I'd love to plug my podcast. Uh, I host a weekly show with my pal Lon Harris called Binge Boys, where we talk about what's going on in streaming. Uh, we review a few shows each week and we do some comedy, um, just, a, you know, a lot of nonsense as well as reviews in there. And Lon Harris, he is the most knowledgeable person when it comes to streaming. Uh, like he knows a lot more than me. I'm there to just like really um, just say a lot of stupid shit. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Hal Rudnick, where I'm doing a few comedy shows every month and doing some movie watch alongs and having a lot of fun there. Nice. We actually just got on Twitch not long ago. We're airing our episodes on Twitch. Has that been uh, beneficial for you? Uh, I've really enjoyed it, especially, um, you know, uh, we went through a worldwide pandemic recently and uh, well, I missed that. I disrobe, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot. Let me, I'll, I'll talk to you about it offline, Fair. but uh you know, the stage is closed and I'm a, I do a lot of comedy and there was no place to go for live comedy. So early on or halfway through the pandemic or so, I started a Twitch channel to uh, give uh, some comedians I'm friends with and uh, sketch comedians places to perform. And we've been having a ton of fun on there. And it's less stand up and more sketch comedy characters. There's a uh, show that I've been co-hosting with a buddy of mine for a few years called Tournament of Nerds, which we do monthly. So a lot of funny shit going on on uh, twitch.tv slash Hal Rudnick. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, was it the Comedy Channel run? Uh, look it up. Google us. We're there. We're on a Friends channel. But right. Hal came on here to talk about not sketch comedy, not uh, not shenanigans, not comedy, not nonsense, not the Minnesota Twins and how they've never beaten the Yankees in a playoff series. He, oh. is, he is coming here to talk about the, I would say it's a second-tier Scorsese classic, The Departed, a 2006 release, a budget of $90 million, a haul of $291.5 million. Turn that into 2021 money. You bet your ass I did. $119.1 million budget, $385.2 million haul. Not too shitty, Kevin Israel. No, that's uh, that's some serious money. That's near superhero movie money. <laughs> Not good superhero movie money. Yeah, that's like a, a that's like a Marvel bomb. IMDb, Hal Rudnick is a scale one through ten with decimal points. What do you think The Departed got on the IMDb scale? 
Uh, I'd guess 8.7. Kevin Israel? That was right around where I was going to guess. Uh, I'm going to go nine flat. 8.5. Ah, well done, Hal. Thank you. Rotten Tomatoes, 1 through 100. Kevin Israel, critic score. The Departed. What did it score? I feel like the critics might have been a little harder than this on this. I'm going to say 73. Hal? 93. 90 flat. Wow. Audience score, Hal? 94. Kevin Israel? I don't like his confidence. 86. I don't blame you for not liking his confidence because he nailed that dead nuts on 94%. Ah. Two showcases. He has come here and pulled your pants down in three straight categories, Kevin Israel. Wow. I can't win them all. (laughs) Quotes? You get your period yet? (laughs) Of course. Of course that's what you picked. (laughs) No, I've got two more. Go save a go save a kitten in a tree, you fucking homos. <laughs> and every Boston accent I'm going to do is going to sound exactly like Bill Burr. And this is my favorite one. How's your mother? She's on her way out. Ah. Aren't we all? Act accordingly. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Circle gets a square. Let me go. Let me go to my uh, my 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 co-host, who I've always seemed to take the meat off the bone. <laughs> Ah, damn it. And that's a quote that I like. That's a quote that I've said before. Act accordingly. Um, I, uh, the, the other, hey, how's your I, mother? <laughs> the other two I have is, uh, no ticky, no laundry. I wrote that down, but I said, ah, I'll pass. And, uh, and don't move till you're numb. That's a good one. <laughs> Hal, what about you? Any quotes stand out at this one? No. And I'll, I'll say, uh, and I say no because, fairly non-memorable when it comes to quotes those are all you said it was a i mean you started off by saying it was a second tier scorsese and second tier when it comes to quotes i mean just think of all the great quotes from uh, taxi driver goodfellas this um his academy award winner baron mm. Mm. I, I already like the fire you've got I, we're I, starting off with a sassiness that you can't I, buy from anywhere except a RuPaul's Drag Race perfume bottle. Work. (laughs) Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Take a guess who turned down playing the role of Costello or Queenan offered both. Take a guess who turned down that role. Megastar, not going to shock you. Uh, De Niro. That is correct. Robert De Niro. <laughs> Robert De Niro turned it down so he could direct The Good Shepherd, which was anything but good. Wow, that was a, bad. a little. Yeah, The Good Shepherd was a little dry, a little dry, and a lot less fun. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, not the first choice to play Dingham. Uh, I will. I'd say what I'll give you two guys initially considered. One of them a Boston guy. Another guy a Jersey guy. Affleck and John Bon Jovi. No, and I wish. Uh, Bruce Springsteen and uh, um, <laughs> really, Kevin really breaking Jersey down to the bare Neil, bones. Neil Diamond, Neil Diamond, and Bruce Springsteen. Oh God, uh, Wade Boggs. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was Jason Veritek and <laughs> Eric Jeter, born in Jersey. No, the answers Ray Liotta and Dennis oh. Le- and Dennis Leary. Oh, I'm so glad they he offered it to Ray Liotta. I mean, he had he's Ray Liotta gets first crack at any score says he film after what he did for Goodfellas. I would suspect. well, I don't know if he gets first crack, but I would have loved to have seen Ray Liotta. And uh, you know, I'll save my argument. Uh, Please do. I don't, don't want to give it all away. He gets but, first crack at Chantix, that's for sure. Hey, oh yeah. And listen, you know, you know he gets a be, first a, good, be a good fella. Quit smoking and take <laughs> Chantix. <laughs> you know what else he got a first crack at? A bed of nails because that's what he falls down face down every night on to fall asleep. <laughs> I have seen track and field uh, fields with less digs in them than that face is. My God. Marky Mark, by the way, nominated for Best Supporting Actor in this film. That is not a fun fact. That is just a side fact. That's a- but here's a fun fact. Want to take a guess what percentage of the budget, $90 million, was going toward the actor's salaries? What percentage? Oh. I'm going to say 75. I'm going to say, uh, gonna say 45. 50. 50. And this is okay. Number four, eh, Brad Pitt was attracted to DiCaprio, DiCaprio's and Matt Damon's role, but decided to step back and serve as a producer to the film instead. Did not know that. I feel like he would have been a little old at that point. He's a little old to play Cliff Booth, but God damn it, I fucking oh, well. Cliff Booth is an American treasure. I don't know. Uh, no argument here. It, and, it, it worked. It worked. Uh, one Oscar later. And this is why Jack Nicholson, despite The Shining, is going to be one of my favorite actors of all time. Nicholson banned all Celtics merchandise during filming as he's a lifelong Lakers fan. That doesn't yes. move the needle with me. But what moves the needle with me is he wouldn't wear a Red Sox hat. He goes, nah, the Yankees are one and the Lakers are two. He wouldn't wear a Red Sox hat. He said, fuck that. And that's why Jack Nicholson is a fucking treasure. So oh, instead um, he wore that stupid bucket hat? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently there was uh, some real friction on the set of uh, – um, uh, Gone Girl. Because Affleck uh, would not wear a Yankee hat, and that's why he Affleck would hat. not wear a Yankee hat. And David Fincher's like, what the fuck, dude? It's just for the character. And Affleck's like, nope, not going to do it. That's, that's exactly the kind of diva bullshit I would pull if I was ever in that spot. Go, if you think I'm wearing anything Philadelphia Eagles or Boston related, you can take this job and shove it up your dick hole. I can endorse <laughs> that would, statement. You would definitely <laughs> do that. <laughs> are, you, are you a Giants fan? Yeah, Yanks, Giants, Rangers, right down party lines. Yep, there it goes. Otherwise, you're Mets, Jets, and Islanders. Yeah, which yeah. is, I call it, team no hope. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the Mets are the Mets are hanging around this year. Yeah, they're the Mets shit. always the Mets yeah. hang around a lot of seasons, and then they just yeah, they're in a shit. Div- in the they're in a shit division, guys. They'll probably eke their way to the playoffs and be a one and done. But who gives a shit? This is not six sixty. The fan with Mike Francesa. Okay, back after this. <laughs> I'll hey, do dog. Hey, dog. What do you think, dog? Well, I tell you how, Rudnick. You've come on to do the, the party today there, buddy. Let's talk a little Roger Federer and uh, Martin Scorsese, will we? Uh, Good job. Good job, dog. Back, a- back, a- back after this. Now, let's go. Let me see if we have any Ask the Gutter questions. Ask the Gutter, our new section where we ask our panelists if the audience has any questions for them. Let's just go down and see if they have Ask the Gutter. Let's see. Do we have anything from the fans? 
The depart from Xyphos, one of our biggest fans, Departed, that's just about the lowest of hanging fruit. It's a shit movie. Tell your guests to rip it, rip it to shreds. He chose it. They better. Uh, he wants to snurts, Lord snurts, at Lord snurts on Twitter. Why are gangster films so damn long? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, a, a great question. You have to have, I guess you have to have the rise, the fall, the double cross. But I'm, you know, I have a little tidbit saved for my argument. Good. Uh, but uh, yeah, with uh, with the Irishman, you had to wait till the guy uh, entered an old age home. So, I mean, uh, th- there's, you, you want to say, I guess you have to see the gangster age out of gangsterism or die. Right. And Martin Sexton at ML Sexton underscore WWAN. Ah, yes, The Departed. It's the film that made the term what the fuck. Part of my wife's and my vocabulary. I don't know how that film made its way into your lexicon in 2006, Martin. You seem like an older gentleman. That should have been around for quite some time. That The film that gave headshots a more literal meaning. Insert shitty, lame porno joke there instead. That's all we have for Ask a Gutter, guys. You need to get on your ball. I guess Hal Rudnick doesn't need anybody asking him questions because they already have enough confidence in Hal to gut Gut. the The sacred cow. Moo? We do insert a sound effect of a cow mooing in post, Hal. Either you're a fan or you are just a... a soothsayer. <laughs> now we can take that. Don't need to do it in post. Thank you for saving 3.6 <laughs> seconds. Oh, yeah. I'm also, uh, you know, amateur Foley artist. <laughs> <laughs> and now he has two coconuts for any parts that have a horse in this scene. And also I can uh, wear them if we uh, go to a Hawaiian theme party. Oh. oh, that's sexy. Meow. How the floor is yours, sir. Fire away with your arguments. Okay. So not only is this a vastly overrated film, this movie has done a disservice to cinema on the whole. Okay? It has fooled, tricked, bamboozled, hornswoggled, swindled, um fucked up the brains of movie lovers into thinking that this is one of Scorsese's best. It's the only film he's won an Oscar for. It's his only movie to win Best Picture. And people, um, namely uh, Gen Y, Millennials, Gen Z, it's like, many of their first introductions to Scorsese, and it poisons the well. It is a simplistic take on the gangster film that is way down. Like you said second tier Scorsese earlier, uh, which is like, thank you for like, you're already on the right track. Keep coming, keep coming. I would go (laughs) third tier. Here's a list of Scorsese's films that, and this is an incomplete list uh, because, um, fun fact, I have never seen Kundun or Silence. But here is an incomplete list of Scorsese films that are better because, hello, um, that are better because of the nuance, because of the quality of the filmmaking, because of the, the power of the story that are better than The Departed. Raging Bull. Taxi Driver, 
Goodfellas, Casino, King of Comedy, Mean Streets, Age of Innocence, The Aviator, Wolf of Wall Street. That's a lot of Scorsese film. Oh, The Irishman. The Irishman is long, but that story wields power. The, the Departed, it borrows its story from the uh, Hong Kong movie Infernal Affairs, obviously, and it doesn't improve on it. It simplifies it, but somehow it bloats it. It takes the story, which was Infernal Affairs was initially 101 minutes, and it turns it into a 151-minute slog. Uh, additionally, the it loses any and it's it's second third tier Scorsese because the story isn't told isn't told with any nuance with any delicacy it's like see see this bad guy he's actually good see this good guy he's bad oh okay um you get a listen we were talking a little baseball earlier. You know who's lost a few miles per hour on his fastball by the time he shows up in this movie? I hate to say it because this guy is almost a sacred cow, but Jack Nicholson, he, like, what movie is he in? Who is he in this movie? You know what? He was more truthful and realistic as the Joker. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah. Uh, um, wait till they get a load of me. That line was more convincing than anything that Nicholson uh, just hobbled through in this movie. I mean, it, honestly, it was like he was in a, a different movie. He was over the top. He he was just doing classic jack <laughs> when i show up all i gotta do is classic jack i mean like just one of these it's like you know nicholas cage like nicholas cage is gonna <laughs> nicholas cage in a nicholas cage uh jeff goldblum jeff goldblum i love him but jeff goldblum gonna jeff goldblum gonna jeff goldblum you know nicholson was just nicholsoning because nicholson was too old to do anything but nicholson okay and to tell I think the the coup de grace, just as far as how heavy handed and the just lack of nuance, depth or subtlety is. Everybody's been waiting for it. The rat. I mean, <laughs> is that a joke? Is is, is wait, he? Wait, can I get interrupt you for one second? I have a question for you. Then yeah. Since you're all on Jack for his Jack being Jack, where do you stand on The Shining? Love it or hate it? Um, well, I'm a big Kubrick fan. And uh, the way they, uh, you know, play with uh, just like your mind and the filmmaking is fantastic. And I think like that was Jack becoming Jack. We were in peak Jack. Young Jack Nicholson was um, just a just a beast. He was like a thoroughbred. Now we're getting old Jack doing his old tricks. Like, you know, it's like Jack, here's, here's a, a good, uh, a good comparable. Um, Jack Nicholson is doing Jack in the departed is like Al Pacino doing Al Pacino in Jack and Jill. Okay. <laughs> Who wants a Dunkachino? <laughs> uh, like that, 
Seriously. Uh, I can't take you seriously if you just made a Jack and Jill reference on this esteemed podcast. This is over. <laughs> this conversation is over. God damn it. <laughs> but like, compare, compare the power of the mob boss played by um, uh, uh, Paul uh, Sorvino in Goodfellas. Just quiet, understated, but went like when he had to get it, like the acting there. That was some fucking chops. And that's another thing about the cast. It's like he cast all these name actors. And that's another thing that I felt like dumbed down and watered down the film. Look at good. Look at Goodfellas. I mean, of course, you have De Niro, but um, Ray Liotta was not a household uh, like was was not like all over the place at that point. That was like a star making turn for Liotta, Um, you know. Pesci was like, he's kind of like Scorsese's go-to guy. You expect some Pesci. And then uh, you just have pros like giving these subtle, powerful performances. Uh, Not here, man. Like, I don't need to see Alec Baldwin show up here. Mark Wahlberg, he may have been nominated for an Oscar here, but his character is just a prop. Like, not mode totally unmotivated him showing up to murder Matt Damon at the end. Like, where did that come from? Why he's going to risk his whole goddamn police career to, to, to murder this guy, like (laughs) arrest him, (laughs) bring him in. Like, like there's going to be a camera somewhere that saw that saw you go into that building. And let's talk about one more booties. That said everything. He was wearing those booties. He's he he okay. So he's not going to leave a foot. He's not going to leave a footprint. But listen, ballistics will ballistics will catch up with him. But but that weighty boy band haircut could flail in the wind and his hair fall. Oh, that 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 hair. So nineties and that helmet. That hair helmet. Yeah, and no hairnet. Like like he's about to serve like a a prison fucking sloppy Joe. Where's that hairnet? That's a problem. Oh, that that was that was some gorgeous hair, dog. And oh. Let me talk to you. You know, listen, I know we're uh, we, we've become as a society a little more woke and maybe they didn't appreciate it back then. But the the way the one woman is treated in the movie, Vera <laughs> Farmiga, I mean, what 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 a fucking prop and plot device. Now, in the original uh, in Infernal Affairs, uh, the two lead characters each had their own woman uh, like or girlfriend that they were able to talk to and motivate different uh, elements of the plot. Vera Farmiga is just this is that is just this plot device, this basically just object that is with Matt Damon, but can't help herself. But, you know, have sex with uh, DiCaprio's character. And there's like no there there. And she otherwise could have been a strong female character but she's weak and a prop and an object um other than that uh like it's yeah so straightforward and like very it's just glossy and the and all of the name actors in there they uh you know they they don't bring any depth and resonance to the film and it's and it's not even a great Boston gangster movie. You want to see a good Boston gangster movie? Try the town. I knew it. Mm-hmm. The town far superior. I mean, just okay. Let, let me ask you this: Can you remember one great action set piece in 
uh, The Departed. No, they were all fine. They were just fine. Like the the one where they're in that uh, that empty building with the elevator and they come out and the cops go, you know, very forgettable. The town, come on, filled with like, so it's it's second tier, third tier Scorsese. It's second tier Boston. It's poison the well for film fans. Uh, it's bloated. It's heavy hand. It insults you with that rat at the end. You know, I, I used to follow this Twitter account. It, the title of this Twitter account was remove the rat from the departed. <laughs> they, and it was like they were trying, they were efforting to get the rat at the end, which is just as subtle as a brick to the head. Uh, well, you know, what's remove. funny about the rat, the rat runs in front of the Capitol building. You see it like it's, it's right in front of the Capitol building, which hmm. suggests the, the message that it was trying to send. That wasn't the point. There were, it was almost saying like they're the rats and their politics. The politicians are rats. Like the Capitol was full of rats, but that's not what the movie was about. The movie was about nope. that just everybody in law enforcement is a rat. So I thought that was a weird image. And yeah, you're right. It beat you over the head with it a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I just want to just uh, reinforce the fact that I have heard people who are otherwise knowledgeable on film say The Departed was their favorite Scorsese film. And it's because it's just dumbed down filmmaking. I mean, comparing it to just a masterpiece like Raging Bull or Taxi Driver, which spawned uh, so so much character study in filmmaking. Yeah, it's a simplistic overrated uh, rat of a movie there. I'll, I'll, I'll put a pin in it there. My Lord. Uh, hey, Hal, give me a number one to 10 for your opinion of the departed. Six. What? For someone who hates it, it's a six. I was not. Ex- I was not no, I was that. not either. I was expecting a four. I was expecting it's, a three. It's still Scorsese. So it's watchable. You know what? Because of the length, I'll take it down to a five. Oh, I just talked him out of the fucking... <laughs> Usually that's the other job of them, but I just talked... I didn't say a word yet, and he changed his <laughs> tune. God damn it, I'm influential. Kevin, do you want to go first, or shall I take the honor this time? I, I, I don't have a ton of notes, so I don't mind going first, if you, uh, if you don't mind. If you take my good ones, I want to fucking kill you. No, go ahead. All right, you have first. Go ahead. You have honors. Take it away. So this, so I saw this movie in the theater and I loved it. And then I, I don't think I've watched it all the way through since I saw it in the theater. I've watched scenes of it because it's always on cable and it's got some, it does have some great moments in it, but this was the, this was probably the first time since I saw it in the theater that I watched the movie all the way through and with a real analytic mind and the plot I really like the plot of the movie. And it's funny, I didn't, I didn't know that it was based off of another movie. And that makes a lot of sense because I, I do really enjoy that intrigue that they set up and the, and the obviously completely unreal coincidence that these two guys were playing opposite sides and they just never crossed paths. I, I enjoyed that. And as the movie picked up pace, that tension built up and definitely in the, in the third act that it really got going. But when you when you step back from the plot and you take a little better better pick a better look at the picture itself, the movie is kind of ridiculous. Every character is like a cartoon character in this movie, oh. and they're all they're all completely just two dimensional characters who serve whatever singular purpose they were there for. 
Mark Wahlberg is my favorite example. <laughs> nothing but angry. Nobody's that angry. I know angry people. We're comics. We all know angry. Co- they're not that angry all the time. He's constantly angry at everybody about everything. And it's absolutely ridiculous. His introduction scene when they're talking to Leo and he just starts yelling at him. It's so you're trying to convince this guy to put his life on the line for you. And you're just shitting on his family and and telling them he's never going to be a cop. And it's just that was so ridiculous. Every scene he was in, he just got more ridiculous because he was never not that angry guy. It was it, it was just completely unbelievable. And then it just goes kind of downhill from there. Like uh, Alec Baldwin's character is just this loud, obnoxious Boston guy who also serves no purpose other than just to get angry. And the only thing I remember about him was that he beats up the 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 camera guy who didn't put a camera in the back. And it's just so like that doesn't happen. That wouldn't happen. Like none of that would none of that would have gone down that way. It's just all so unbelievable. The the psychologist is the worst psychologist in the world. She is she should lose her license. Yeah, she slept with her patient. Two two patients. Yeah, she slept with and she and then and and all Matt Damon does to get her is shit on her profession. He meets her and just starts shitting on her. He's like, ah, what do you do? Listen to cops cry all day and be like, fuck you, asshole. I have a PhD, you dumb badge wheeling piece of shit. What do you do all day? Instead, she's like, oh, I'll fuck you. Like, what? How does that? That was like she listens. She listens to cops and then fucks them. Yeah, right. Right. That was just that was that was that was she could have went to a townie bar and saved herself another eight years of school to do that. And one hundred thousand dollars on loans just by taking some Jameson shots off her tits in the bathroom. And Budweiser was like some fucking guy talks about unloading on a on a on a kid like Al Powell did in Die Hard. Cross reference. Eat a piece of shit there, guys. (laughs) And Martin Sheen's character. Yeah. was so weird. Like, was he supposed to be the good guy? Was he supposed to be nice? Why didn't he ever stop Mark Wahlberg? There's just that one scene where they punch each other, and then finally he's like, all right, enough. That was enough? How about when your fucking pit bull was attacking the guy you were trying to convince to be part of your program, your black ops program, that also does not exist at the state police level <laughs> in, in Massachusetts? That was... That whole thing was just fucking ridiculous. But and the the doctor was and you're absolutely right. The doctor was just this tool there to be a woman and to get fucked by. And that and just to increase that coincidence that like not only are these two guys, two ships passing in the night, but they both fuck the same lady. That's crazy. Right. And it's like that. that's bananas. And if she's supposed to be this well-trained psychologist, she would have picked up that Matt Damon obviously had some other shit going. He's just like, this is my job and there's stuff you can't know. She would have been like, I work with cops every day. You're not, you're doing something else. Like there's something else going on here. Instead, she you know what this uh, movie should have been called? Eskimo Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Yes, you're 100% right. And the only thing this movie taught me is that Irish people are incredibly racist. 
That's what was, <laughs> that was my takeaway. And, anno- and annoying. <gasps> Wait, I, haven't you ever been to fucking Boston before? <laughs> no. That's, that's, but it's just it's yeah. just it, it's just so overdone. Like they they offend. I mean, they drop the n bomb. I think it's like the ninth word in the movie, and, they, and the, the n bomb drops. And then they just go after everybody else, the Puerto Ricans and the uh, and the blacks and the Italians, and everybody's bad. But the Irish are good, even though all the Irish people in this movie are assholes. And I assume everybody's supposed to be Irish. Just oh, and don't tough. forget, uh, don't forget going after the Asians. No ticky, no laundry. Oh, right, right, right. The Asians, and he says that at a at a fucking they're. They're out there like it's the Chinese government there with machine guns. And he's like, no ticket, no laundry. Like you, what are you crazy? Yeah, <laughs> that's <actually>. the military. <laughs> and and so that and that brings to Jack Nicholson, whose character was just it would. Hal was right, but I feel like it was almost more. I feel like Scorsese was like, hey, Jack, you know how you act in most movies? Fucking turn it up. Go all the way. We want no nuance with this character. We want no nothing. He's just a crazy fuck who does things that make no sense. And there's no explanation how this asshole became a, a, a crime boss. There's that guy would have never made it up through the ranks because he would have been killed by the time he was 18. If that's how he behaved. And then he had this girlfriend who just showed up every now and then and really had played no part in it other than for him to show that he can fuck like a hot girl, I guess. And then, and then that scene that I with his quote where he just throws the cocaine down. It's like what what purpose did that scene? That made no no sense other than just to show he does drugs and fucks and he's crazy. Like his character was his character was so off the charts. Each of them was was so the only the only performance that I really liked was actually Matt Damon's. Matt Damon did a decent job of being this kind of torn character who was kind of an asshole but then he starts to realize he wants a different life and he start and you you really felt his tension and his anger leo leo looked guilty the entire time if leo if leo's fate was actually making those faces in those situations somebody had been like this guy's this guy's lying look at him look at him he's sweating all the time he's clearly up to something it, it was just it was so batshit crazy how all of these characters were made out Matt Damon's was the one that was passable. And I, and I kind of felt for him the scene in the elevator where he was going down with Leo and he's like, just kill me. Just, I was like that, that kind of got like, I was like, I, he just gave up. Like I kind of like, he's a piece of shit. And he just realized he lost. Like that was, that was a moment in the movie. And there were a few of them, but the whole movie was tied together with these batshit ridiculous characters. The, I, I like the plot. You're right. It's definitely too long. It's bogged down in just w- way too much of Scorsese being Scorsese and all of these characters being too much, but the uh yeah it was the characters were it was just it was just crazy to me that i i didn't realize on first watching and probably most people don't realize how cartoonish all of these characters are and how unrealistic they are but it uh it was and and i and i agree with you it wasn't i didn't hate watching it i still enjoyed it but i enjoyed it almost like i was watching a cartoon i enjoyed it almost like i was watching like this crazy it felt like alec baldwin's character felt like he was doing an snl character yeah, like he was like, you're going to be a cop. You're going to be a captain of a of a police force. And he's like, I know how to do that. And he just went and it was just like a it was an improv. act. It doesn't uh, lift the gangster genre at all. It covers familiar territory in a slightly different way, but it doesn't add to the conversation like the Irishman for its bloated time length. Uh, it does things like seeing Robert De Niro's character in decline 
in the old age home doing his last rites, like uh, preparing his final resting place and all this stuff at the end of the Irishman like that's something in a gangster movie we haven't seen before it adds to the conversation departed doesn't can I and uh I, I know I already had my time to speak I, I would love to add one more thing I just looked up the uh because the departed it won the best picture Oscar um but I just looked up the field nominated for best picture that year shitty very bad nominees <laughs> here they are Babel Come on, like that over like overwrought nonsense letters from Iwo Jima. I mean, it's okay, but a little bit of a snooze. Little Miss Sunshine. Would they ever ever give it to to like a twee indie darling like that? No. And then um, uh, Helen Mirren's great in this, but otherwise a forgettable movie. The Queen. So the departed one, because it was up against Babel, letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine and the Queen. It wasn't a choice. It was a lack of options. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. What it was is just one thing and one thing only. And that is a makeup call. That's what this is. <laughs> you can't, uh, this is, hey, it's, a, it's it's an easy field, but. Boy, did we fuck up in 1990, and boy, did we fuck up in 1995. And that's what we're going to do, because we gave them two shitty penalties or two called two strike threes out of the zone. God damn it, we can't have Martin Scorsese walk around here, shut out. We're going to give him one come hell or high water, and so be it. That's what this is. Yep. Agreed. Kevin Israel, give me a number. Five, five. Five, five. I think you changed your score just to be close to Hal. No, no. I was, uh, that's exactly where I was when the movie, when the credits rolled last night. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com every day where you find blog articles, all more fun and whimsy and hilarity. You also can play our, uh, I don't know, what can you play? You can't play any games, can you? We don't have that kind of high-tech <laughs> high wizardry yet. But what you can do, uh, and if you want to advertise with us, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com, please hit us up and we can help build your business or brand. Notes. Hey gang, we here on the show often use the expression, that doesn't happen. You know how we can say that with such confidence? Because we have an actual fucking scientist sponsoring this show. That's right, Mr. A.M. Compson is our new sponsor, and he's helping spread scientific knowledge with his new lecture series. Are you a nerd who thinks school is too tough? Go to A.M. Compson to find books on a wide range of science and mathematics topics. That's university-level teaching at a fraction of the cost. Are you a tough guy who thinks school is for nerds? Then go to A.M. Compson and pick up the night school version of these books, which has the same exact information condensed with punchlines and swearing. New material every few weeks. It's like OnlyFans, but their fathers are actually proud of them. So go to amcompson.com today to start learning science. That's amcompson.com. Finding a Scorsese film without a Rolling Stones film is like finding a vegan who doesn't announce they're vegan in the first 10 minutes of meeting you. (laughs) It just don't happen. Seven minutes in, and I'm already sick of two things, Boston accents and fucking bagpipes. Bagpipes, the worst instrument in all of mankind. I'll fight anyone who comes my way right now. Stop pretending to like them on St. Patrick's Day. No one buys that. How do you feel about Dropkick Murphy? Next. Next. 
Mark Mark Wahlberg is the anti chamber of commerce for Boston. If he's not the poster for Boston uh, poster boy for douche nozzle in Boston, no one is. <laughs> Hearing Martin Martin Sheen say "cop" makes my taint hair stand straight up. Oh boy, that's an image. <laughs> you think that's an image? Martin, uh, sorry, Alec Baldwin's Boston accent is more cringeworthy than his voicemail calling his daughter a thoughtless pig. <laughs> Thank you. I knew I'd get a laugh on that one. But I love this ball-busting character in this film. Here's a quote I should have had. I'm going to go have a smoke right now. You want to smoke? You don't smoke, do you, right? What are you, one of those fitness freaks? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's a kind of chuckle. It's also hyper-aggressive, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that scene with him and Mark Wahlberg, yeah. where they're just like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. What jobs have we seen in films where people get tax-free benefits besides being a snitch in The Departed or Kevin Israel's favorite film, which stinks, a destroyer of asteroids in Armageddon? And none of them ever want to pay taxes again. Right. Ever. Hey, I have a way around the Geneva Convention and at Guantanamo. Are you ready? Here we go. Get Mark Wahlberg to say the word microprocessors over and over until they eventually break down in five minutes or less. <laughs> microprocessors. It's like it's a vocal exercise of an opera singer. It made my fucking skin itch. It was no Kate Winslet in Mayor of Easttown. I didn't watch that. But <laughs> I can only imagine. Here's something in real life that I would kick Mac Damon as Fucking ass. Matt Damon holding the elevator door open while trying to hit on Vera Famiga. I would have booted his ass out of that elevator car in five seconds or less. Hit on her or get the fuck out. That's it. Vera Famiga, sneaky attractive. Very cute in this as well as up in the air. Love that film. Nicholson, I like Nicholson in this. And if you didn't laugh out loud when he whips out a dildo in the porn theater, you probably find Wes Anderson funny, and I want nothing to do with you. Um, if I may interject, you may. Uh, I do find Wes Anderson amusing sometimes, but I will also That's say- That's in the show, that, guys. Fuck off, Hal. <laughs> um, but it, from the way you were speaking uh, of Vera Farmiga, it sounds like she's conjuring something Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> I don't go that far. She's cute. I don't know. Oh, all right. I get it. Move on. How many times have cops turned off the cameras in an interrogation room in real life? God damn it. If I was a cop, I would be Wayne Gretzky in that category. All right. Beating suspects in the face with a phone book would be my go-to. It doesn't leave marks. <laughs> Matt Damon is fiddling in his, in his pocket while texting during the microprocessor's sting more than Pee Wee Herman did in that movie theater. And how did Martin Sheen get to be captain if he doesn't have an iota of policeman's intuition? If he sees a guy filling in his front fucking pocket, what, did glaucoma take away his peripheral vision ability? Jesus Christ, Martin, get a thicker prescription glasses. What's more conspicuous than Matt Damon wearing an American flag hat into a porno theater? He would have <laughs> what the he would have stood out less if he wore clan robes in and carried in buckets of Astroglide and popcorn. Surprised it didn't just say police on it. Yeah. You really, dude? You're trying to blend in? Good God. I've never been to a porno theater, but I'll wager this. Matt and Jack are doing way too much talking in a the theater while dudes are trying to get their jerk on. Look, I, I can pee 
in a public bathroom without a fucking problem in the world. But if I, I need monastery-esque quiet to beat off or need sounds of porno or house music. You never know. But And call back to jerking off in the shower because we did other episodes. Because if you listen to music like I do while well, in the shower, make sure you have a playlist and don't have it on random. Because nothing stops a boner faster than having the score of Return of the Jedi jump in as you're beating your meat in the shower. Thank you. True story. TMI. This is the Marky Mark of Marky Markiest of all films. The only thing missing from this film to make it the perfect Marky Mark film would be Marky Mark finger popping Leo's butthole on a roller coaster. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Now I pop both your cherries. That's a later joke. (laughs) Let's go to Bush Gardens. Shipping up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys is one of 20 songs that white people lose their shit over. And I fucking hate other songs in this category footloose sweet caroline brown eyed girl and anything by bruce springsteen you always ruin it fuck him i was with you i know you were i threw the last one just as a little martin sheen falling off the building ready kevin that doesn't (laughs) happen he would have been one big gelatinous mess because that green members only jacket would have been second day period red that doesn't happen yeah and all that blood shot out and like covered leo and then they show the body and he's just got a little blood on him six streaks on his face (laughs) (laughs) he looks like raw hamburger in real whatever the guy who died in the couch that did not squeal on leo we all knew he was in on it because if he was really a mob guy and had proof that leo was the snitch he would have dined Leo out the minute they got in the getaway van. The second he got on the couch, hell, that would have been his rosebud moment. Listen, he's a snitch. Uh, we know that. All right. I enjoyed the almost Reservoir Dogs ending, and I waited, and I still waited for Matt Damon to yell, "Don't you point that gun at my fucking dad!" This film is solid. It's not Goodfellas, it's not Casino, but it's in the tier two. Wolf of Wall Street is better. They, they could not have casted this any better. Every actor turned in top-level performances, especially Nicholson. And poor Vera Famiga, I didn't catch that. You guys did. Good on you. Despite the shitty accent and the shitty music, it does not pass the remote test. The remote test for you, Hal, if you're flipping around in cable and catch us at any juncture, you automatically stop and drop the remote. The answer for me is no. Only certain scenes, and then I move on. This film you know what does? The town. I, I like will, the town. I, like I the will town. watch the shit out of the town. I don't think I've ever seen the town on really? cable. Oh, yeah. I think I've I watched it. Like, over the pandemic, I watched the town, like, like, like two like two and a half times. One of the most underrated gunfight scenes in cinema history. I have to so remember. good. Uh, but I disagree. The Irishman is a fucking snoozer. It takes two thirds. It's not, it's not good. Drags way too much. And it finally got good when Joe Pesci does, uh, he's gone. And there's nothing we could do about it. That moment in the restaurant. The Irishman was boring. I give this film a six and a half. Five. Five and a half, six and a half. I, like I can't it. argue. I can't argue with either of your ratings. Yeah, no, it's it's fine, enjoyable at times, but okay. 
But you're right. Everyone overvalues this. Everyone puts it at the top. And to that, I say, nay, sir. Nay, ma'am. It's Goodfellas. It's Casino. And then it's a vicious dogfight for third place. I mean, Raging Bull and Taxi Driver. Don't sleep on those. We did Taxi Driver on this very podcast. Good. I, I put it in, sec- in second tier for him. It's, it's good. Ah. I, I put Mean Streets above that one, above Taxi Driver. How about that? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so mad at that. Now it's time to hear what those assholes who wear elbow patches and use a lot of words that we don't really find all that appreciative in this film, this podcast. And that is time for the Critics 5 Star Reviews. Critics 5 Star Reviews. Critics 5 Star Reviews. Critics 5 Star Reviews. <laughs> Just might be Scorsese's most complex, most complexed. No, that's right, right? I'm copy and pasted. These guys can't edit. Most complex, well-balanced gangster flick. Complex. Like like taking a master class in filmmaking and ensemble acting. For 150 minutes, The Departed delivers a visceral punch you're unable to dodge. It's the best American crime film since Michael Mann's Heat. Heat. Heat is excellent. Jeez. How dare they mention it in the same breath as I heat. agree. Yeah. The definitive Boston Irish mob movie of our era was made by an Italian from Queens. That's and true. Affleck is not an Italian from Queens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the town. God damn it. There's a lot of tough talk from tough men in this testosterone fueled thriller as the thin blue line disintegrates amid gritty give and take in William Monaghan's excellent script. Oh, by the way, I have an answer why Leo DiCaprio was probably a little bit out of it in a lot of these scenes. <laughs> in between takes, he was probably going knee-deep in uh, Barbara Fowley. How about that? Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Scorsese claims to be appalled by the violence in life and his, and his own films, yet... He continues to glamorize sociopaths. Where has he said that he's appalled by violence in real life? I want sources. As in his remake of Cape Fear, Scorsese has mucked up a B-movie he professes to love, producing something full of twists, but devoid of that lovely, fluttery, rare thing. Surprise. (laughs) I think Goodfellas leaves leaves this for dead. Absolutely for dead. No disagreement am- amongst this trio. Mm-hmm. Redolent of four little words, Scorsese's flatulent Boston massacre doesn't amount to a hill of beans. Ha, yeah. Hans, yeah. you See what son he did of a there. Bitch. It's easily his worst film since Cape Fear. How bad is Goodfellas does Boston? So bad that even Nicholson is a deadly bore. Was Cape Fear bad? I think it's overrated. I think De Niro's amazing, but I wouldn't call it bad. Yeah, I, I enjoy Cape Fear. Like, I... That's another one that I watched not too long ago. And it holds up. Nolte is all right. Yeah. It's not. I mean, as far as like Scorsese, it's not his next level. No. But it's not terrible. I would say, though, De Niro is an iconic character yes. in that film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come Which, out. Come out wherever you are. All, all that and then some. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because of that character, they talked about him playing Wolverine at one point. Oh, wow. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the 90s. Well, thank that's, Christ. That's funny. Although he is a perfect height for Wolverine, though. Well, yeah, that was part of it. Amazon five-star reviews. 
Amazon five-star reviews. It's time for Amazon five-star reviews, five-star reviews. Painfully breathtaking. I'm almost taken out of the movie because the acting is so true. This is a perfect cast, perfect chemistry, perfect story. Ironically, I abhor violent movies and gory movies. I can't stand cussing. Here we go, Kevin Israel. And especially taking God's name in vain, including Jesus Christ. I don't like nudity and sex in films. It was because of the cast I was willing to, quote, push play just a few short months ago. And then it was some of the raw, intense veracity from beginning to, well, it's still playing at some level in me. That has drawn me in and refuses to spit me out. The story is beautifully layered with tensions, brilliance, and simplicity. Clever and un- clever and uneducated. Avenge and revenge, right and wrong. And I, the intruder, all this, the closer representation of a social construction as compared to the vivid reality before me, am left to struggle with my own moral compass while holding these tensions and paradox. This <sighs> dipshit needs to get a room with the yeah. departed. Yeah. Did he submit that for a paper in college? What was? I'll, I'll quote the waitress in Swingers. Hold on, Voltaire. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I think this might be the third or fourth time I purchased this movies. My adult kids keep walking off with my DVDs. Your adult kids are fucking freeloaders. Kick them out of the house already. Yeah, right. But this is the first time I've watched it in Blu-ray. Ooh, they're moving on up. <laughs> so so crazy that I've never gotten tired watching it. Amazing acting, incredible characters, brilliant dialogue, gob-smacking plot. If this DVD also goes missing, I'll be buying yet another copy because it's one of the best movies ever, period. Thank you, Mr. Scorsese, for your genius. Signed, Jeff Paul. <laughs> it's our buddy who was in The Irishman. Oh, I got you. Probably the best mafia movie ever made. <laughs> oh, shut wow. up. Wow. This, this film has conflicting characters that illustrate the themes it presents exceptionally. The pragmatic Nietzschean philosophy that is the bedrock of Jack Nicholson's character contrasts sharply with the others who value justice, survival, and making something of themselves. While, while about crime, this film captures the philosophical overtones of American business and justice perfectly. Plus, the one-liners are tattoo-worthy. I like the tattoo blowhard douche nozzle on this queef's head because he's trying to appear smarter by saying Nietzschean philosophy. Yeah, come on. Let's add that with zeitgeist. Yeah, get we? over yourself, pal. How's your mother? That is that. You know what that guy is? <laughs> That's the guy in the bar in Goodwill Hunting where Matt Damon undresses him and then gets Minnie Driver's phone number. How do you like these apples? How do you like them apples? Next one. This is a masterpiece. One of the one-star reviews compared it to City Heat. That should let you know that fellow's taste. (laughs) I like that. I wish there was more of that. Reviewers arguing with other reviewers. Amazon (laughs) one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. This has to be the worst fucking movie you can find. Was looking for something like City Heat with Clint Eastwood. (laughs) And Burt Reynolds. <laughs> oh, Fantastic. Have, first one under the one stars. You go, oh, this made my job a lot easier trying to hunt because I had to hunt that one down. <laughs> but boy, was I surprisingly disgusted. You get at least a half dozen or more actors in quotes. What the fuck is that? Those are all top tier actors. Shut up. All trying to be the best rated at using the F word in their monosyllabic dialogue. Had to get hammered. 
had to get Hammer out after just 10 minutes of watching with mute button turned off. Someone's trying these, to be cute. All these people who get so horrified with it, 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 it there's always every movie that has a lot of cursing, there's always somebody who reviews it and it's like, all these people saying the F word, where do they live? I worked at a law firm and I heard, they they would say fuck like it was, I'm surprised they didn't work it into their legal papers, they said fuck so much. Yeah. Like, where do these people go that they don't hear people cursing? Like, the the Morbin Tabernacle Choir. What are they, yeah. bronies? I mean, it's ridiculous. Bronies. Hey, don't put Starlet, don't put Starlet on my asshole, you fuck face. <laughs> I went periwinkle. Uh, where did I lose my spot? It just kept getting progressively nauseating. If you use or tolerate this kind of trash mouth talk at the dinner table, Kevin Israel, then this movie is for you. Movie Movies as you knew them years ago are all over and gone. Be warned. Hope you're not in the 79% who think this five-star material. Hope, hope you think it's not five-star material. It must suit your vocabulary perfectly. Signed, Meryl, Stre- signed Meryl Streep. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah it does that, that review makes me like the movie more yeah. unfortunately <laughs> just because that guy's fucking holier than thou you know shut the fuck up and eat shit how's your mother <laughs> hey this cunt's above using the f word huh you think it's too smart to outrun a bullet huh you fuck got it rat faced <laughs> bastard gotta tell you i get i wish i could get the time back that i spent watching this movie they tried too hard to incorporate subplots that they missed what was the point of matt damon getting killed in the end of the movie oh i don't know the entire fucking point (laughs) (laughs) the good and the bad sleeping with the doctor nobody is who they say they are boy will they hate the prestige if they ever watch that film right (laughs) it's supposed to make a good blot i would rather watch jason Bourne again now i know where you stand and your opinion sir or madam is cast away like yesterday's newspapers and again and again and again to watch this movie i am glad i rented it instead of purchasing purchasing it and i wish i'd save my 399 it was really that poor ah oh. this sorry you had a bad red box <laughs> <laughs> this next title i had to include it which i rarely do but i had to is lick the toilet with your tongue Oh, my God. Such filthy language in just a few short scenes. I thought I was sitting in a gutter as these actors spewed out verbal vomit from their mouths. Wouldn't vomit be already from your mouth being verbal? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Don't waste your time. (laughs) Signed, The Ghost of Bernie Mac. Did my mom write that? I'm thinking like like something my mom would write. Wrote it, Israel. Your your mom (laughs) loves some Bernie Mac, too, right? (laughs) She's going to come out, I whip a motherfucker's head. I can't do a good Jewish <laughs> woman. If you could do that, that'd be funny. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers don't scare me. Hey, uh, you movie- motherfuckers don't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't understand. <laughs> movie was probably good, but I didn't realize I had 48 hours to watch it. I read 30 days to watch, and I thought I had 30 days. But once you start, you only have 48 hours. Dang. Hey, Napoleon Dynamite, why do you need 30 days to watch a two and a half hour movie? (laughs) Who writes dang anymore? The film. Same people who say cussing. Oh, yeah, the worst. (laughs) The film plays all of its exploitative cards. It's gratuitously violent. Its characters are stereotypes. Its jokes. It's apostrophe. No, thank you. I-T-S. You learn possessive pronouns. 
are vulgar and its message celebrates hypocrisy. The film is filled with anti-Irish cliches that seem intended to convince the new American masses that they too can survive by hook or crook. What is, if you value your time or money, spend it on a film that portrays the value of honest police work and the futility of gangsterism. Signed, Seamus McBlarney Stone. You should watch Chips. Yeah. Yeah. Or Cops. Last one. Not my cup of tea. Short. Pointed. Oh, to the point. But one star for not my cup of tea. That's more <laughs> of like a two to two and a half, maybe three star at most. But one? Okay. Kevin Israel did how run to gut the sacred cow. I'm going to give this a caveat before I say it. Ah. A gutting in the a gutting for us is proving that a movie is overrated and overhyped. You know, I don't think you necessarily have to prove that it's a shit movie. But this movie is an, a very highly overhyped movie. And I think Hal did do the job of proving that this movie does not deserve the accolades that it gets, and it does not pos- deserve the position where it stands in in the hierarchy of films, and of, especially of gangster films. So in my opinion, yes, he did gut the sacred cow. Yes. Well, I'll slow down. Yes. This is a two-man jury. I think, right. I think this film, this and this happens a lot, so don't take any 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 hurt feelings. It guts itself. It does itself. Whereas you made some good points. Don't want to be a dick and make it go to an audience vote. No, because I think if you think it guts yeah. itself, then I think he still did his job. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's. It's one of those you just sneeze into an open mouth and it fell over and collapsed with I an thought. embolism. <laughs> I thought. And he's got a cute dog, so. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, it's, 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 it's good. I, again, this is the ultimate makeup call in film fucking history. If this came, if this was, <laughs> came out before Goodfellas, then no chance would this get, you know, maybe Nicholson or Damon gets a nod. I don't know. But the fact that it, that it got spurred, I got to look up what lost, what Casino and Goodfellas lost to, because that's a fucking tragedy. Yeah, right. That's that's. And did you say game. Wahlberg did get Best Supporting Actor nominated? Nominated? Oh no, I can't even believe he was nominated. That's horseshit. His shit. character was ridiculous. I liked the character, but there wasn't enough of him. It's like Alan Arkin getting winning for fucking Little Miss Sunshine, the aforementioned piece of shit. Look, this yes. he needed something. Oh, yeah. But you know what? And maybe, and maybe you're right. He just needed. If he's gonna be that angry, he needed a reason to be that angry. There was just no reason what, behind. Wait, he was, I just, have, I, was he just? Can I write a Baldwin's fan- pit bull on a leash? Can I write some fan fiction? He's the only cop that Vera Famiga didn't fuck in that precinct. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Or she laughed at his dick size. Said, That's a wicked small cock. You know what? We'll make I've, that, we'll make I've, that seen, I've seen a microprocessor bigger than that. Oh. That's what we do here, kids. We call back. How, how run, Nick? It's been a blast. It's been great. Shout out all your information again, where we can find you, what you're up to. Yeah, find me on the socials at Hal Rudnick, H-A-L-R-U-D-N-I-C-K. Check out the Binge Boys podcast wherever you find your podcasts. Listen, uh, when you're done listening to uh, your that week's episode of Gutting Sacred Cow, then uh, uh, scroll on down to Binge Boys and uh, hear uh, uh, me and Lon Harris shoot the shit about what's going on in streaming. And then we do uh, just a lot of comedy on there as well. And... uh, Yep, you can find also find me on Twitch, 
twitch.tv slash Hal Rudnick. And uh, fellas, super fun um, engaging in some discourse, uh, some filthy fucking discourse about this potty mouth movie, The Departed. Listen, it's it's watchable, but it's not fucking top tier. At least Anthony Anderson and his gap teeth got a, got shot as well in this film. He annoys the me. fact. I you know I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. The fact that he made it into this movie was shocking. Come on, they couldn't have an all white cast in Boston. They had. Well, to I have, mean, there's listen. There's there's a lot of great black actors out there. But Anthony Anderson was not one I would have expected to be cast in this movie. <laughs> on the heels of Transformers, or on the eve of Transformers, I don't know. I ate all the donuts. See, I ate the donuts, so I'm not guilty. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Kevin Israel, what are you up to, pal? Uh, check me out at kevinisrael.com. I actually updated my calendar so you can find out everywhere I'll be. And by the time this airs, you can check me out on Lyft Comics on the LOL Network with Kevin Hart. Um, and that should be dropping. It'll be dropped by then. And yeah, just keep giving us uh, those five-star reviews and those two-sentence, uh, five-star ratings and those two-sentence reviews. They really help. And they make Kevin Goatee really, really happy. And he always texts me, and I can feel his happiness. <laughs> so if you want to make a little boy happy, just leave us a two-sentence review. It's not yeah, simple. doesn't don't call, as, as, as the, as, uh, God damn it, as Bluto said in Animal House, don't cost nothing. KevinGoatee.com for your other shenanigans and whatnot. You can, of course, as Kevin Israel said, guttingthesacredcow.com. And we love you to subscribe to us on YouTube. We're getting close to getting monetized. Why not help a couple brothers out, you know? And uh, if you like what you hear, I know you do, tell a friend. That's the best compliment we can have. And join us on social media at GTSC Podcast, where you can ask our panelists questions that you want us to ask them. And uh, and that's that, guys. This has been a fun episode, right? Was right. A lot of fun. Great job. Hell man. yeah. Um. I and uh. You know. I, I think uh. You got to give a little bit more love to uh. Raging Bull. I I I think uh. We need to put a little respect on Raging Bull's name. It's uh. I mean. It's 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 kind of a masterpiece. I I rank that and Goodfellas. I feel like are one two. As I like far how as taking this goes. to the end. Yeah. Yeah. You hear this? Oh, I mean. You hear this? Your mother sucks dicks in hell. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Exorcist. <laughs> I thought it was Raging Bull. We're gonna cut that. All right, kids. We're gonna see. You <laughs> I thought that was that. That was the line in, in which we were in the funny phone call in uh, in Raging Bull. Oh, maybe. But um, the uh, sure in that. the Exorcist. Uh, your mother sucks what's cocks in hell. Yeah, that's a line. Yes, yeah, sucks yeah. But this, and then, you hear this? You hear this? Your mother sucks dicks in hell. I might have fucked up the last part gotcha. of that quote. It's all getting cut. Who cares? Kevin Goatee. <laughs> Kevin is yeah. How run, Nick? You've been a gem. We like you. We'll see you around, folks. Thanks, fellas. Peace. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.